0: Hey there, Film Buds. Welcome back to the Film Buds Podcast. I'm your host, Paul.
1: And I'm Lauren.
0: And we are one week away from Halloween.
1: Woo!
0: Well, you know, a few days. But, you know, it's it's Halloween weekend next weekend. Yes! Because Halloween is on a Monday, lamely. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Lamely indeed. So, uh... But it's a very exciting time. Halloween is is our favorite holiday. Uh it's our wedding anniversary. Uh we've got the next slasher extravaganza coming up. It's it, next weekend. You sons of bitches should be excited.
1: <laughs> exactly. <that's> you a- <laughs> you sons of bitches that's right. you. <laughs>
0: There's a lot to be excited about. Uh dear, how are you?
1: Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Glad to be home, you know. The weekend is almost ob- upon us. Yeah. As always.
0: Yeah, we're recording, you know, on on Dear Friday Eve. Uh but you're of course listening to this on a Friday. So uh I'm certainly chomping at the bit, you know, for for the weekend. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm
1: I'm desperate, honestly. <laughs> Because because with the weekend comes comes a lighter work week for me in the near future, and I'm I'm much looking forward to that. No, yeah,
0: um, <clears throat> no, it's uh, it's been uh, a fun Halloween season so far. You know, I was thinking about it. And we've, we've really touched on a lot of different things. Um, in relation to horror, this month. Um, and we've really traveled around the world as well, a little bit as well. Uh, a little bit as my redundancies. Anyway, but, um, I've really enjoyed this month so far. Um, and, oh yeah, our, our spooky, by the way, we also, not only is it Halloween time, but just in time for Halloween, we officially adopted, uh, Dear Santana, so we now also have an official black cat. You know the spooky mascot of Halloween running around here. Yeah, um,
1: and he's the he's the spooky king currently watching us from uh, from behind a stack of papers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, just just glowing eyes from the dark. Um, no, yeah, always. <laughs> and so, I've really enjoyed this month though so far. You know, um, we started out with with a Ty West. You know. Um, horror film very very small very intimate then we did uh our uh la llorona episode which Mm -hmm. was also very intimate Uh, a lot of the horror stuff that we've done again this coming uh movie that we're going to talk about today raw very very you know personal you know very small cast primarily Mm -hmm. um it's been a very interesting month, and I don't think that it was by design that it all kind of weirdly fit together on a certain level, but uh, I think that it has to a degree. What do you think?
1: Well, um, no, I think that you're completely correct. Um, and, I'll, and I guess I'll also say this. Um, I, think that, I think that horror lends itself really well to the idea of like an intimate space, because intimacy can make, um, can make you nervous you know depending on what kind of intimacy it is you know whether it being like strangers being too close to you or being you know in a crowded space or you know being intimate with another person you know these can, these are all things that like can will fire signals in your body and so like the idea of putting yourself in like a tight environment with a tight cast in this in this horror setting is also kind of just like the the nails on the chalkboard aesthetic of it it's it's kind of completing the whole um the whole feeling of 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 things encroaching upon you, you mm. know, of a feeling closed in.
0: The intimacy and horror of your own body.
1: hmm exactly. And how
0: claustrophobic, the ultimate claustrophobic experience, mm-hmm. right, to be trapped in some sort of way in your own body or to feel trapped or to be undergoing a process in mm-hmm. your body that is also very isolating, you know. Mm-hmm. So... No, I, I totally get where you're coming from with that.
1: Or like, you know, in, in, in Barbarian where it's it's a lot of, like, these intimate moments with our lead that's just, like, you know, her doing things. You know, it's like her, like, locking doors and these these processes that she does to make herself feel safe in uncomfortable situations, you know. It's, um... It's it's really interesting actually, you know, the further you 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 go down this rabbit hole that I've I've picked at.
0: Well, and horror has to at some point horror does have to especially exceptional horror. I mean, you can fill it with jump scares and then crap and have it be unexceptional. But I think, you know, truly, you know, great horror, the bone-chilling stuff, the stuff that really sticks with you in some way, it does have to break some sort of intimate barrier at some point because that is also truly where your fear lies. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't wear your badge of fear, you know, outward. Um, fear is a guarded thing. And so at some point you have to enter some sort of intimate space for the character. And then also through that, the audience to also create that, that, you know, heart palpitating fear response.
1: But that's also why you know when our when our leads make it to the end you know it's, it's it's so cathartic because that's you can finally breathe
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're and you're with them entirely in this moment instead of feeling like they are they are somehow like separate
0: yeah no absolutely um but it's been a very interesting month and like i said it's also of course been international uh you know it's been uh America, uh, Guatemala, and now uh, with this episode, France. So we've also really gotten a nice swath of uh, you know low budget, more independent uh, horror filmmaking as well from a lot of glob- you know globular perspectives, and mm-hmm. I think that that's been been a lot of fun about about this this first batch of episodes that we've did. The slasher extravaganza is a different beast. Uh,
1: (laughs) Just, just you wait.
0: Just you wait. Uh, uh, And honestly, I've really enjoyed that. And so I thought that we would talk about that. I also thought that maybe after that, we would give them a little bit of a a quick review of Halloween ends. You know, some people might've read my thoughts already on Letterboxd, but I thought that the people might want to hear your thoughts on halloween ends um oh
1: interesting okay
0: so uh yeah i think that uh, that's sort of what i had in mind for the episode and i guess we should just jump right on into it
1: okie dokie fantastic right.
0: so our first episode or our first movie our first episode our first movie of the episode is raw from 2016 it is written and directed by Julia Ducarnot, who did Titan, which we reviewed earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And I was honestly just so infatuated with Titan. It's a movie that I think about pretty regularly. Um, and I immediately kind of, when, when October came back around, was like, I want to do her other one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and... The premise is a young woman studying to be a vet develops a craving for human flesh. Our cast is, uh, Garance Marier, uh, Ella Rumpf, Rabah Knight Ophelia, and Laurent Lucas. Uh, and it is rated R, and it's an hour and 39 minutes. Uh, dear, what did you think of Raw?
1: I thought that this movie was very, very interesting. Um, For me, I, I, I guess for me, it wasn't necessarily like the scariest thing that I'd ever seen before. You know, it definitely had moments that were, that were meant to make, you know, make you uncomfortable. But I guess like th- this just wasn't that for me. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, but that's totally fine because it didn't take away from any of the experience of this of this young you know this young woman going down this this rabbit hole into into cannibalism. You know, it didn't take away from the story at all. It just I think helped me get through some of the cringier moments of it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this movie was fascinating. Um, uh, I I loved all of the um, the M Night Shyamalan twists that, that kept happening, you know, it just, the, the story for me was hard to, to, hard to look away from. It kind of reminded me of, uh, I guess, what people have told me of, of things like Animal House, you know, where it's this very, like, frat kind of, um, hazing that's happening to these, these freshmen of veterinary school. Um, such a, (laughs) that's also something that's so fascinating that it's, that it, their vets, that's not something that any movie I can ever name, you know, other than Dr. Doodle, where they're like, we're gonna focus on a vet of any kind, um, but I think that that also gave them a lot of liberties to do a lot of weird things with like, animals, and stuff like that, um, which I'm not sure uh, is, is I'm not sure how much of that was fake or not, actually, so that, that, that that, that changes my opinion on some of it, um, (laughs) Because it's a French film, so you know you have to wonder here. I mean,
0: and theoretically, even here, you could probably have gotten consent to film, you know, a cadaver.
1: True, true. No, that's that's totally fair. But I think because that... technically,
0: no animals would have been harmed in the making of the film.
1: No, and I, I <laughs> totally understand that. I totally get that. But if it had been a human, we wouldn't have seen it.
0: No, 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 no. And
1: I think that's the that thing That would have been a prop, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think that that's, I guess, where it's a little squiffy for me. But um, all that aside, this this movie was not what I was expecting at all, I guess. Um, I didn't really know what I was expecting from the title alone. Because you, you guys have to understand, I go into these movies blind. Other than, like, whatever you tell me about it. Like, I don't look up anything about it. You know, I don't know who's in it. I don't really... And
0: not to to be rude, but sometimes what I tell you is a real hit or miss of what sticks.
1: So, you know, there's that. You know, I'm a busy lady. I gotta look at numbers all day. I I forget a lot of details to movies. I'm I'm a very visual person. So for me, you know, I go into most of these movies super blind. And just from title alone, I don't know, I guess, what I was expecting, but like, I think that this movie is just just really well done. Um, it almost kind of reminds me of like a more interesting, I guess, version of like a like a like a like a Twilight or something, you know, where it's like you know these these young people going on an adventure, but it gets really twisted and weird and hazy and 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 drug induced. <laughs> oh, it's like dazed and confused, you know. Mm. But instead of it being drugs and alcohol, it's a bunch of random thing happening while this woman is going through, like, flesh withdrawal? I'm not sure what's happening.
0: Um, I, so, um, you know, uh, her her first film was one that or not her first film, but the first one that we saw to town was mm-hmm. one that really um, was such just a, a lightning bolt, you know, and I was so, you know, I, I knew the, the sort of through line, the line that everyone was sort of sold on the, on the, it's a must see film, a woman has sex with a car, you know, I knew that element going into it, but the, the depths to which that movie then went and the layering of that story was so fascinating. Uh, and it's, it's again, like I said, a movie that I think about a lot cause it's, it's a really, really, um, vibrant, uh, film firing on a lot of different levels. Uh, it's great performance. It's great writing. It's visually striking. Uh, it's, it's excellent filmmaking across the board. And it was also, uh, incredible body horror and body horror is one of the things that you know definitely as far as the horror things that really you know bother me body horror is definitely probably one of the genres that's more up there Mm -hmm. for for me that's um a very affecting uh image on screen Mm -hmm. and you know if if the you know to a certain degree, some of it doesn't matter. You know, like a Saw movie, you can sort of, for me, turn out some of it because at a certain point, it's also just like a, you know, a carnage factory.
1: Yeah, it's, it's um, like a cartoon almost.
0: But at at this sort of point, you know, and in this, again, level of intimacy, it becomes that, that visceral, exactly as taboo as it means to be thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you were talking about the difference of it being an animal body, you know, if it was a real animal cadaver versus a real human cadaver. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of really, and you being like, I'd be more uncomfortable or it's more questionable if it's a real human cadaver on screen.
1: Well, I was, I I guess I was more, I thought that it could have been like a fake animal and then I started to think about it and I was like, I don't think that that's fake. And that was me reevaluating my opinion of the movie.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, you know, that idea of, using a real carcass not using a real carcass you know this engagement with death and the body and a, a literal physical dead thing being on display in a movie also taps in literally directly to you know what the fear of cannibalism sort of taps into right which is part of this taboo of of things that are uh abhorrent to nature such as we understand it mm-hmm. um You know, even though, and and oftentimes they're related to a lot of things that are, you know, more uh, part of a a baser nature, if you will, right? Uh, Cannibalism and, you know, living in your own filth and and things like that. Things that like some animals in the wild do, you know, like a pig lives in its own filth and it's a cannibal. Um, A pig will eat a pig. So um
1: but they're not too plussed about the details
0: no but that's again you know this sort of layering of the difference between you know the the more baser nature of man you know and the distinction of man and the blurring of that line and like the Mm -hmm. horror you know they're in of like Jekyll and Hyde and so I think that this movie really starts to tap into that idea and for me you know it is through cannibalism one it's hitting on one of the big taboos, right, that definitely is one of those cringier things, and, and I think that it captures cannibalism in a way that isn't like, you know, Hannibal Lecter perfectly cutting open a person to eat their liver, you know, it's this raw animal, you know, um, very guttural version of cannibalism. You know, that is... uh, You know, if it was a werewolf eating a person like that, you wouldn't blink. But the the fact that it's a person doing it. Um, But I think that also there is this kind of fascinating werewolf-like story Mm
1: -hmm. happening
0: almost between... uh, For me, the sisters almost felt like Romulus and Remus. You know, these two sort of wolf siblings tearing at each other. Um, And I thought that that was a really interesting narrative element at play inside of in particular, the sibling story was this kind of weird animal rivalry that was taking place in between them where ultimately it does literally end in biting and then scratching, you know, and, um, and I thought that it was so, so fascinating. And then honestly, you know, the the real twist in the knife is the final ending. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's probably also one of the most horrifying implications of the movie as well. Um, and I've really tried to put my finger on why I found this movie like so particularly unsettling, because I definitely found it more um, bothersome than you did. Um, and I honestly, I, I still haven't quite put my finger on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess, like, for me, I've seen a lot of, like, zombie stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, it was just kind of like a really tame version of one of those. You know, because it wasn't like they were out here, you know, World War Zing it, like, running at full speed, trying to, like, tackle some people down and nom them to death. And, you, like, you know, it was just like a little thing here, a little thing there until it escalates, you know, out of control. And like you know, one big domino falls, and and that's just it. But I guess for me, it was it was more just fascinating to watch her, mm-hmm. and not really focus on the fact that it was like all the cannibal stuff. It was more this kind of watching this 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 character transform from who she was as a as a vegetarian to the moment that she, she tasted meat, and, and, you know, her first response is to, to be sickened by it, but then it's this, this infatuation with it, this lust for it, truly, and, um, the fact that it's, it's tied so heavily also to, like, sex as well is, is really interesting, because it, 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 it has, it has so many layers to it, you know, um, I also, I I guess, like, I found this movie fascinating because, like, while she's going through this, like, metamorphosis literally before our eyes, you know, she's also having to deal with the fact that she's in this environment where she is is being hazed on on a regular basis by a bunch of fucking assholes. And at any moment in time, like, there are several times when she literally picks up her mattress off of the, like, the quad because they have thrown all of the, the Freshies mattresses into a pile in the, in the, in the greens. And, and that's ridiculous. I, I would be furious if I came, you know, after a long day of being at class and just wanting to go back to my dorm, having to then drag my mattress back upstairs. You know, no wonder she kind of loses her cool a little bit. This place sucks a
0: lot. No, absolutely.
1: It's like it's just there's there's no rest. Um, but I also really enjoyed her her weird like relationship with her her roommate. You know, the the whole idea that, that, that there could be co-ed roommates like that. I mean, the, mind you, they had separate bedrooms. But that would have never happened in the states.
0: No, probably not.
1: Not on purpose. No. And it would have been very quickly corrected. Yeah. Because instantly everybody would have been like, oh, God, they're going to gonna have sex. Because that's, that's the natural American hetero response to everything. <laughs>
0: um, I also, what I also really enjoyed about this film was seeing a lot of, of course, the origin of a filmmaker.
1: You oh, know, mm-hmm. the fact
0: that we opened with a car crash so instantly again. I was like, nope, this is her. You know, like, we're watching one of hers. Um, I
1: mean, did she experience like a, a major car crash in her in her life
0: um I believe that she did experience a car crash to some degree
1: because they're also um well no the the first one is is more when she was a child,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: it's like weird family dynamics as well yeah you know very very distant until until the the wolfs you know clothing is revealed
0: yeah. underneath the the wolf and sheep's clothing
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's it's she's this timid never had sex you know person um and literally through this metamorphosis of of plunging herself headlong into you know complete animal impulse she also does, through that, find greater confidence um, to a degree, you know, a sort of sense of self-assuredness mm-hmm. uh, that she definitely lacked. Um, and, and, you know, discovers something about herself, you know, right, mm-hmm. wrong, or indifferent. Um, and she also creates an entirely different relationship with uh, her sister as well.
1: And honestly, um...
0: And her sister kind of needed to get knocked down a little bit. Yeah. And does feel so at the end.
1: Yeah. Because it, it's it's very much implied that, like, the sister was never, you know, like our main. She was, she was wilder, harder to, to manage, kind of, from, from the get-go. So, um... You kinda of feel that, that It's sort
0: of like the runt of the litter finally fighting, you know, the the wild animal of the family. Exactly, you
1: know? exactly. Because, like the the very first moment you meet the the sister is um or at least one of the first moments you meet the sister. This isn't the exact first moment, this is the moment that sticks in my brain. Um, is when the our main our main um our main girl is gonna eat is, is being forced to eat the the rabbit heart justine justine is is being forced to to eat the the rabbit heart and like she's like well i'm a vegetarian and the guy and she's like you know me and my sister and he's like well who's your sister you know they they call over to alex and and she comes over just so nonchalant and he's like you're you're not a you're a vegetarian she's like no i'm not like it's it's so like what are you even talking about i've never done that before
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know and so this this whole idea of the fact that, like, you know, the moment she got set loose, who? What family? I don't care about those people. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, because we also never really, until later on in the movie, you know, um, they go to meet up with the sister when they drop off Justine, and she's a no-show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first time that we see her is she randomly bumps into her in the middle of this rave that she's been brought to by, like, weird haze ritual.
1: Yeah, they literally um, crawled there. So strange.
0: Um, and I think that also she has this this haircut that for me was at times um almost evocative of the old wolfman pompadour. Oh!
1: Um. Oh 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 oh! No, I get that. I get what you mean. She looked exactly like Rufio. Yeah, you, you know, know?
0: Uh, she, it the swooped back. You know great hair you know no
1: no no i know exactly what you mean i know exactly what you mean no she looked like she Teen was going yeah exactly she looked like she was gonna um be a part of some like gothic rock band but like that's that's not really gothic but like they're cool you know she's gonna I
0: mean? be the in the live action version of the hex girls yeah, yeah. that's exactly
1: right <laughs> that's exactly right because she's got sex appeal
0: yeah uh so no and and that's another thing about um, Julia Ducarnot as a filmmaker that I think definitely also does partially relate back to you know a European and a French sensibility in specific um because of um this sort of unabashed nature to take on certain things you know so full force of uh of, of vision you know um and to also get so intimate, you know, not just in terms of exploring sex, but just in terms of exploring the intimacy of people. Um, it's a really, really interesting. Oh, 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 ah, 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 this is another thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, she's able to get into such an intimate space that it does, I think, also make small moments all that more... Horrifying or tense or sincere mm-hmm. because she can get so personal and into that moment. Um, and I think that it's one of the ways that she stands out as a filmmaker. The other thing that I was going to bring up is that on a certain level, it almost kind of reads um, as a coming-of-age story almost akin to, like, a Carrie. Hmm where you know you've got this girl she yeah she's a virgin she then gets you know this first blood experience um and then she ends up having like a, a waxing you know and this kind of metamorphosis into you know being like a a more sexually you know active woman
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and so i think that that's also it has this kind of Carrie-ish dynamic for me as well
1: mhm um i loved the fact that because it's you know not an American film. There was like just random, casual, everyday, normal nudity.
0: That yeah, just, just was people just, being.
1: You know, because there was like the the moments because um, you know, as as our lead Justine, most a lot of this movie was like set around like beds, but so like we saw her a lot in her like her pajama wear, which was just like a loose tank top and like a pair of underwear, and like. No, that's completely accurate. That's that's totally fair, you know. That's that's pajamas that I wear. But um the fact that like we weren't like basically taping that to her the entire time because we were like, God forbid, anything may show through this loose tank top as she is living her life in her bedroom without you know the peering eyes of the lens watching her quote unquote like if if this is supposed to be real life. Then let's, let's, let's break this barrier of being like, but real people don't do these things, mm-hmm. you know? This... They're
0: lying post-coital with the, the sheets in just so.
1: Yeah, yeah. And right after sex, they get out of bed, swoop on their underwear after definitely taking the covers a little bit with them to cover whatever was going to be seen. Like, who does these things? Like, this isn't, this isn't natural behavior yeah. you know you're you're almost like ai people you're you're not real you're you're robots you know pretending to be humans and so i just really enjoyed how the um to your point this this movie felt really natural um that it was they were they were not just characters they were people mm-hmm. with different layers and and i this it was really interesting honestly on on every level i really enjoy um this director a lot um, her vision is is really fascinating mm-hmm. and, and and definitely uh you are correct she has a has a thing for cars
0: mhm oh, um, people doing
1: crazy things around cars oh my gosh the which is also a little king yeah i mean uh, the sister running in front of the cars
0: oh yeah
1: oh my god
0: anxiety inducing
1: it was that was the most stressful thing for me i was like Ah! <laughs> And then they just brush it off, like, whatever.
0: <laughs> um, so if you had to give Raw a score out of five, what would you give it?
1: I'm going to give Raw a four and a half. Okay. Um, I'm just going to knock, you know, a little off. Because, like, at the end of the day, I do go to horror movies for, like, the, the rush of being at a horror film. And, like, for me, this one just didn't, like, quite get there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm, I do think that it is worth a watch. It's really interesting, you know, if you give it a chance. It's 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 a slower horror movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and sometimes simple is good.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll give it a five. I squirmed.
1: You did. You did. No, I, 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 don't I think know. that's totally um, valid.
0: It's just it's just one of those things that um what's I think really interesting for me is very few of the Texas Chainsaw movies make me as uncomfortable there's only one Texas Chainsaw movie I think that's truly made me as uncomfortable uh, as Raw did uh, and it didn't do it all the time, it didn't intermittently mm-hmm. and that was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2
1: well, yeah, but I think I actually think that that movie for me was was more squirmy,
0: okay, We'll have to get into that when we when we talk about these movies in full
1: okay that's that's totally fine.
0: uh, we'll have to put a pin in that um
1: but like if I'm having to pick between you know what Titan, made you squirm more oh yes, no, yeah. for sure, but like I think that. This is a budding version for me of Titan mm-hmm. because I thought that Titan t- was hard to watch. Yeah, it and was. I, it like, was hard
0: as shit to watch.
1: And like for for me like this was just like the the budding version of that. Like I can totally see where she's where she ends up. Mhm. You know, for sure. It's it's all here. You know, but there's more of it. Yeah. Um yes.
0: Um, I guess with all that said, uh, the other thing, the other big thing that I wanted to talk about, um, and we won't talk about as long, um, I wanted to, and I thought about tagging it on to the slasher extravaganza, and, but I think that we'll just talk about it a little bit here instead. Um, let's talk about Halloween Ends. Like I said, you can go, you can read my Letterboxd review, I'll of course tag on some thoughts here but i wanted to give you a chance to share uh with the people
1: <laughs> with the people
0: your opinions on halloween ends so dear give us what you thought
1: um i liked it it's definitely i think of the the david gordon green movies like not my not my top pick i i'm a diehard for for kills like i i really love kills it is a roller coaster ride it is it's a rush it is horrifying and it, it totally made me squirm so many times the first time i watched it like i i have that whole day like xerox did my brain the very first time we watched that movie in this movie like we watched it in theaters and i was like it's gonna be that and then halloween Inns came in and was like strolling it was doing like you know for a season me.
0: of the witch pace.
1: No, yeah, and like I totally, I totally get that. I think that that's totally fine. Um, but I think that there were parts that, because of that, because of that that hard slowdown between these two films, I think that that's for me like, a, it was definitely a come down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, after after such a high, you know, we we dropped even. Further ebbed down than the first one, and it's just we went from ninety to like I want a cool, like forty. We're chilling in this movie for like a lot, and it's it's fun. It's fun because I I love all of the 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 Lori and um. I always do this because I always think that his name is something different. Um, Corn. No Lori, and the cop guy.
0: Oh, um Hawkins. Yes.
1: Cuz of the cuz of the dance. Sadie Hawkins dance. Um I thought that all of that was precious. Like their little like budding romance in their 70s is adorable. Like it's 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 so stinking cute. You can't help but like wanna wanna dive right into it. And then it's like this exact opposite with with Corey and Allison. Where they've got this like really like fueled by 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 passion and and wanting to wor- burn the world down energy and I'm totally here for it and then and then we randomly aside to like Michael sometimes and for me honestly like I could have I could have done this entire movie without him almost because I was so you know enraptured with what was going on with our main lead that was Corey, that i was like no i understand where they're going with this they're doing a full season of the witch and just not gonna bring him into it and then they were like no michael's just creeping in the tunnels (laughs) it's a sad son of a bitch (laughs) um and like I understand exactly what what you know where it's going for and I think that this movie is the end to this trilogy and to this 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 legacy and I think that it does a really interesting job of ta- of focusing on you know people who have experienced trauma either from you know self-inflicted trauma even if it's accidental to you know being viewed by their trauma as as the 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 heroine or the hero of of that moment and I think that it you know it opened a lot of, of a lot of thoughts a lot of for for me because i've you know i i've i've never i guess experienced something to that- degree something so big on a first hand basis that um you know my entire self image after that point is being being judged upon by mm-hmm. that moment in my life
0: yeah your reality becomes shaped around that.
1: Yeah, so um you know, I couldn't imagine what it's like to be in the in the the in the the place of somebody who's experienced something to that degree. You know, it made it made me start thinking of that that all of that drama that was happening with um with not the Bundy one, but the other one, um Dahmer. Dahmer, you know, that's going out about the fact that the family was not informed at all about that. And then this movie basically was like this is what it's like to be these people. You know. Um, constantly, every time you, you think that you're going to have a good day, being reminded of the thing that it was the worst day of your life. Yeah. Without any warning, because somebody else was mad at you because of the things that you did that you, you know, can't take back at this point. But also, it's not your fault. And I think that those are the really strong points about this movie for me. Um, I think that a lot of my, my issues with the film would have been, um... I think this film just needs to be longer, yeah, because I felt like they opened a lot of interesting doors, but we just didn't have time for them because of the fact that we were we were doing other stuff
0: and and we're not gonna have a two hour fifteen two hour twenty minute
1: horror film. slasher, yeah, yeah, you know, but it definitely had a few moments where where as always david David comes in with the well, I wasn't expecting that to happen, you know, even even in this one. There were there was a lot of those moments where I was like, oh, you know, out of nowhere. Um, and then we would hang out for a while. And I think that that's also, like, totally fine. But also, I think that's probably where people are having their, their issues with the film. It's just the, a lot of the pacing.
0: Mm. Um, no, I think that that's all fair. I really, I really, I think that this movie is... incredibly thoughtful i think it does have a few technical issues but i think that in terms of theme and payoff it ends up overcoming for me a lot of those those issues for the most part um i do think that it was intentionally marketed incorrectly
1: well he's done this every single time
0: um And I also think that, um, I enjoyed, I did enjoy still having Michael, if only in the sense that, um, he almost got turned into this very strange gothic figure. This strange, you know, sort of golem, Mm -hmm. you know, living in a, in a crypt, um, And I was really, really fascinated by Michael's choice to just kind of, it almost felt like he thought that he had did enough to a degree. And I think that that's really interesting that he had, it seems like as far as he was concerned, finished. And I think that that's a really, really interesting place also for the character of Michael, um, and that he had almost forgotten how good it was to kill until Corey, like, brought, you know, that sort of rush back into his life. Um, and then also, of course, openly challenged him and took his mask. Um... And I think that that was a really. I I think that this movie goes down a lot of really interesting rabbit holes. Um, I think. And Corey is a great lead. He's he's fantastic. Sorry.
1: No, no, no. You're totally fine. I was gonna just really quickly um, go off of something that you said about you know Michael being this golem. I think that I think that for me, as an actor, as a performer. I think that it would have been an interesting choice for them to have, you know, still played with the the classic Michael-isms of the physicality, but to, I guess, change them somehow in this time because he hasn't had, you know, all of the luxuries that he's had before after a killing spree, you know, is to get to go back to the hospital and get to get cared for and get to you know, get all the things, get to heal in a proper way. He's been, he has been shot. He has been stabbed. He is, you know, all of these ungodly things have happened to him and the and the thesis of this story is to tell us that that Michael is a man and nothing more than that. But then they still have him do exactly all of his Michael things at the same speed. You know?
0: I think what, for me, he almost, when you first see him, is almost cramped up.
1: I guess I think that
0: Like he's he's almost feeling a little rigid.
1: Well yeah, but I guess for me, instead of making him into the Tin Man, making him into like the hunchback. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, making him have to have healed in a way that that causes him
0: use the bone in a weird way
1: yeah or something not just like the the fact that like he's lost fingers and has missing an eye and then you know has these these little things that we have but like you know he is he has gone through so much and so so what it's four years later and oh he like goes to like grab that kid and he can't like hold him too terribly long but the moment he starts killing again it's like you know endorphins can only do so much Mm -hmm. you know we can't also be like, oh, Michael can lay on the ground and still do the... And then he sits up exactly the same way. Or the constantly doing the, like, the head tilt thing. And it's totally fine when Michael is in full form. But I think that it would have been interesting to still continue the fact that he was injured.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: And was weaker mm-hmm. throughout this entire time, you know. Other than the fact that, you know, he's... He's maybe not out killing as as many people as he did in the last one this time around.
0: No, it definitely feels like he's really only doing it for sustenance.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um and I think you know, play on that a little bit more, you know. Where were those bodies? Where were where we went into his tunnel? Why didn't any why didn't we run over the, the errant skeleton? Yeah. You know? Michael saved a knife in a wall. Where did the bodies go?
0: Well, and who knows? Maybe actually, maybe it's a fake-out. Maybe all these missing people aren't actually Michael.
1: And it's just people thinking that it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I assumed that it was Michael because it was the old guy who told us about it.
0: He's also a little bit, I mean, he he's not necessarily all together.
1: I mean, that's true. That's fair. I mean, he was um, a very elderly, homeless man.
0: So there is a chance that he's not fully with it
1: no um for sure i think that that's totally fair but i guess that's why you know going back a little bit i guess that's why for me i could have had less of michael because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it wasn't giving me anything different about him he was just now a man but none of the things about him physically told me that it was just a bunch of people telling me that like
0: well i i think uh the benefit of having michael show up and even be even if he does eventually get back into killing form, I think the benefit of having him be there and be even just so, even if it's brief, you know, diminutive, um, does, I think, hammer home this idea that he's at his lowest moment and the town is tearing itself apart, you know, on a certain level better than it ever has.
1: Well, I guess that would have been for me laid even further home with the if fact that he was that, just
0: dead or gone. Or
1: or the fact that he just couldn't do it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. what if Corey comes in and is the new Michael fully, fully where he keeps bringing these people to Michael as like offerings, being like look at what I've done for you. Mhm. You know, instead of him going off and doing his own thing while being imbued with the evil of Michael's stare. And like, while Michael just goes, you know what? Stabbing does feel good again. Let me shake off my dusty bits and like get back to killing again. Full steam. Let's go. He even stabbed a woman. He lifted her off the ground and stabbed her in the chest. It almost felt like a, like a, oh, oh, this happened to Bob. Remember Bob? You know, but I was like, there's no way that he could just, he could do that. Mm-hmm. If you're telling me that this is a man, there's the human being. There's just no way that he could he could physically do that after all of everything that he's experienced.
0: No, it's, that's fair. Uh, so if you had to give it a score out of five, what would you give it?
1: Um, I think that I will give Halloween Inns. I'm going to give Halloween Ends a four. Okay. I'm going to give it a four.
0: You can go to my letterbox to see what I gave it. Rude. (laughs) Um, The last thing that I wanted to bring up is uh, we got the new trailer dropped uh, this week for Creed 3.
1: Yes, we did.
0: Uh, It's directed by Michael B. Jordan. It's his first time around in the director's chair. Um, what were your thoughts on the trailer?
1: Um, I thought that it, I thought that it looked like a Creed movie. Um.
0: I'm more interested in Creed 3 than I was in Creed 2.
1: That's fair. I don't even remember what Creed 2 was about. It's the
0: Russian one. The Russians come back.
1: Yes. I couldn't even tell you what it was about. Um. No, I, I think that that's fair. Um, I liked the fact that it was, um from from what I could tell, it was an all-black cast. I thought that that mm-hmm. was really great, that there was no, like, oh, but it's this minority fighting against the majority because this is the story that we're telling. Because also, I think that that's being told completely by the story that we're getting without it having to be portrayed as, like, you know, the coloreds versus the non.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so i really I really thought that that was you know a step in the right direction um i'm I didn't know that it was Michael B. Jordan directing it this time around, so that I think that's pretty awesome um a lot of flexing black men in this thing like that was a lot of what it was um
0: Jonathan biggs um huge. I'm really excited to see in the role he's he's a great actor,
1: mm mm-hmm, and he's on a hot streak. Uh, and
0: honestly, it looks like he is. Even in the movie coming to to blow Michael B. Jordan out of the part. You know, and like
1: <clears throat> And it oof, oof. You know, maybe they shouldn't have chosen him because I was I was definitely more interested with what was going on with his character than um Creed's. He just looks like
0: You know, unfortunately also and obviously I I'm sure that Michael B. Jordan does a tremendous job acting in the part, but also splitting focus definitely can probably cause difficulties you know you're you're the main character and you're directing the movie that's a really hard place to then also give you know the acting 100% completely i think all the way cuz you're you're doing a lot you're spinning a lot of plates
1: no yeah but you know i guess you gotta get your acting credits, uh, your, your directing credits somewhere, yeah. you know? This is his third time around. He's got it in the bag. Um, Was, was Tessa Thompson in the last one? Was Tessa She's Tho- been
0: in all three.
1: Dude, I didn't know that Tessa Thompson was in these movies. This mm-hmm. is how much I've honestly seen the Creed movies. I saw the first one.
0: We sure. also have the first one. We can rewatch it.
1: Um, I've definitely seen the first one because I do remember old man, um, Stallone shuffling in there as Rocky with his walker. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) but
0: I'm, I'm legitimately interested in this one and I think that I I might check it out in theaters.
1: Ooh, in theaters, Mm -hmm. you say,
0: um, do you have anything else that you would like for, for the listeners?
1: Not that I
0: can think of. All right. Well, I'm going to cut it short because guess what? We've got a whole bunch of movies to finish watching for the slasher extravaganza. We're watching, uh, we've already watched all of the, uh, uh, Child's Play Play franchise. Thank you. Uh, we're almost done with Texas Chainsaw.
1: We've got what? One left?
0: Two? We've got one Texas Chainsaw movie left.
1: Fantastic.
0: And then we're going to do the Leprechaun movies and the Psycho movies. And this is all for an episode next week. So get ready. Get strapped in. We're going to jump off and go and watch a whole bunch of shit. Uh, And some of it might actually be literal shit. TBD. So it's going to be a good time either way.
1: Love of the ones coming up next. Which one are you looking the most forward to?
0: uh leprechaun in hood
1: that's right that's right that was gonna be my answer
0: actually maybe even maybe even go, leprechaun go, back go. to the hood uh-huh
1: those are gonna be the ones mm, if those yeah. aren't slam dunks i'm gonna be devastated forever
0: honestly they had better slam dunk the funk
1: that's that's right
0: because they go to the hood
1: that's right it's, it's it's the this it's the stereotype that just keeps cooking
0: that's right <laughs> Thank you, guys, as always, for listening. Uh, Definitely do come back next week. We're going to have Nick Delgadillo on. I might try and get us another guest or two. Uh, It's going to be a really great time.
1: We'll see what your sister's doing.
0: Yeah. Again, thank you, guys, as always, for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Bye. Bye.